Welcome back to Buffs and Blindsides, the most entertaining Survivor 45 companion podcast on this side of the Mississippi. Back again for another week of juicy, tantalizing Survivor content. Covering episode 6 today, so spoilers ahead. Uh, Go watch that on CBS or Paramount+. Plus. Yeah, you're welcome for that endorsement. Uh, How do we feel about this one, Evan? Well, I first have to start off by saying that I I really feel good about your alliteration in that intro. That was that was good stuff. Um, the episode also I thought pretty good stuff. I mean, it was it was a lot of strategy talk, but there was enough there was enough other stuff kicking around where I, I enjoyed myself. How did you feel? Yeah, I you know I don't really like the earn the merge twist that they've been. Uh, doing the past few seasons it's like it seems kind of brutal and annoying um and i like individual immunity challenges when when there's the merge so that's mm-hmm. another thing but so like that kind of you know the stuff before the merge with like all the dynamics and talking about votes whatever like okay and then like after the challenge it was it was good I think it ramped up a little bit and it was exciting. Um, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we get when you have a larger tribe. It's like, okay, you don't know what's going to happen because there's so many options. I mean, a little bit, a little bit, you know what's going to happen. There's two people, but do you, you don't know how everyone's going to vote. It's harder to do the math. So it's a little bit more entertaining that way. Um and I think that's maybe where you were going with with those larger from the offset two tribe. Uh, start, there's just so much right? more chaos and there's exactly. so much more room for dislikability of individual people to come out <laughs> than there is in a six person tribe where everything has to be motivated by strategy. You just if you're a good player, you have more wiggle room on a 10 person tribe and you can be a bit more vindictive and petty. And I think that's what makes reality television entertaining. And I think we saw that today. I thought we saw a pickup in the level of pettiness that I, I was personally very here for. Yeah, 100 percent. Like, I think there's definitely some motives being thrown around that were not like. It was not like what's best for my game here. It's just like I don't like this person. Let's send him home. <laughs> There's a lot of that, really. Like when you look at it, holy cow! But yeah, for sure. Oh. Um, so you want to get into it then? Let's dive right in. I-, I wanted to like try to avoid going too chronologically out of order because I keep like making a muck of our show's format the past three weeks. <laughs> okay. Holding it in right now, it's very difficult for me. We need to start. Please go. Yeah, so we start with like the fallout from the last tribal, which we always do. I don't think there in recent seasons there hasn't just been like straight to uh like get straight into it. It's always like, okay, we're gonna recap what happened and break down things. Uh Kendra seems kind of like well, she's she's pissed off basically. Um or she hates Emily baby. for flipping on her. Not really flipping on her, choosing the Reba people over her. Um, yeah, and it seemed like for a second there she was going to go on like a revenge uh, <laughs> revenge arc there against some crusade against Emily, but then she the merge still happens. might. Don't take it she away from my girl Kendra. 
I think Kendra yeah. seems very petty. I think Kendra has the pettiness oh, level I mean, that Katora wishes she could have. I mean, that's what she said in her uh, in her one confessional. She's like, I'm not allowed to be petty in my in my job or whatever. And now I'm just going to use that all now. Um, and I am. I can't wait, personally. I think it, sparks are about to fly. That was really like, I feel yeah. like my theme of tonight was it just felt like sparks are on the verge of flying. You know, okay. it seems like there's actually so much contempt for certain people this season. And like, not like, oh, there's one villainous figure. And once we get them out, it's fine. It's like everyone just kind of hates a random person, except for like half the group hating Bruce. Um, so, yeah, I would uh, agree with that. Like I, I was and, able early in the episode, I was able to ping like at least three people like, right. You have the Bruce Couture. Obviously, you have Kendra, Emily, like we talked about. Apparently, Bruce, Emily, we're getting a little ahead of myself here. Austin and his sandwich versus Jay and, uh, and Kelly. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's so many good little individual rivalries. And I think that is very interesting. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of here for that. It's very different, I feel like. Like, we ha- we've had like, some individual rivalries. Like, I'm thinking back to like, Gabler and whatever the delusional therapist's name was. I think that could like really Ellie, refer to right? any new era therapist on this show. But um, Ellie, right? Ellie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, that was, I feel like, the only, like, big grudge we've maybe had in the new era that wasn't at Ponderosa. Cough, uh, what's-her-face from 42? Cough Drea from 42. But, um, yeah, I, I, exciting times ahead is the vibes I'm getting from this, if it's handled yeah. correctly. And it's definitely, like, stuff from old tribes carrying over and then new stuff popping up, which is quite interesting uh to see um so up next i think we go to lulu and it's the whole idol search thing i guess they're all looking for idols um don't really know what spawned it but that happens bruce finds an idol a beware advantage and they're like it's everyone except katura for whatever reason uh she's kind of on the outs there it seems I don't think she's really close with anyone. She thinks she's close with Caleb, but like. <laughs> he feels like the player, though, who's going to become oddly valuable later in this game. And I also feel like I saw a little something between her and. Um, gosh, I'm blanking on names really bad. Say the older, the older lady from Tennessee, like felt like they had a little bit of a, a oh, little bit of a Julie. Bond. Yeah, Julie. Thank you. I could see like Katura kind of being like a sleeper, like maybe makes alliances a little later, but. Her game has just been so solely focused on hating Bruce that I have to imagine it's kind of funny. To expand. It's kind of funny though, since they're like almost foils to each other or something. Like they're both. I, I don't think I used that correctly, but they're both like they're very similar, and they're they're both kind of on the outs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they um, both like. That's what I was gonna say. They both think they're in, but they're actually out. And no one really likes either of them. But the person they hate the most is each other. Yeah, great point. They're very, they're mirrored. They're on a path toward a full speed collision. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think they, they're like that delusional where they don't notice that they're on the outs. Like, I think they kind of see it, but they're maybe in a Bruce little bit today, of denial. Really. I mean, Bruce did today. Um, anyway, let's go back to the idol. So Bruce yeah. finds this idol. It's a beware advantage, of course. In, or well, he finds the clue, right? Um, yeah. Beware advantage. 
uh, you have to find the idol or else you lose your vote. That was just such a moment. And then the merge happens. That was such a moment of like, okay, we've done so many twists that do you think production had even thought of that? Like, oh, what if someone finds the idol the same day as they're going to merge and like the boat's waiting or whatever? This person just like can't vote for the rest of the game because they didn't find the idol. Like you just screwed someone so hard. There's no way they would have actually done that. They would have just planted a new one under the new camp, probably, is my guess. They would have, like, given them some free advantage or something. <laughs> there would have been something. Um, but I also was, had that exact same question. But then I had a different question. How close in temporal relativity do you think these two events actually were? I'm kind of getting the feeling they were, like, a day apart in actuality. Well... I mean, we do see Bruce referencing that he needs to find the idol before they go. Uh, so yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but I'm curious, like, okay, how much time do they give them once the boat gets there, or whatever? Um, I also feel like that comment could be made, just like new era. The merges have been way earlier. Like, it wouldn't have been out of line to just make that comment. Period. Like, I think if I found a bearware advantage where I lost my vote on day, what was it, day 12, right? Day 12, I probably would, or I guess I'm positing day 11, Bruce found it. Um, but, like, I would also probably be saying that at that point already, even if there was no boat on my island yet. Hmm. Yeah, I, mean, I was thinking the same thing. I kind of was just like, yeah, I, I think that the urgency was real. Okay. But then again, yeah. maybe, like, production was, like, okay, you gotta hang around a little bit longer because he's gotta find this or else we're in deep trouble. <laughs> like, we screwed up real bad if we don't let him get this idol. No, they, they would have had some work around, I'm, I'm fully convinced. I mean, Survivor production Loki interfering in games before, that's never happened, not once. Yeah. I, I feel like I also just saw, like, a random tripod sitting in their camp as well. Like, did you notice that? <laughs> like, I did not notice that, but I hope you go screen grab it. Um, That's so funny. All right. I don't think anything else happened before that commercial break. Uh, I don't know what sparked it, but then I wrote down that I feel like Kendra's going home. It seemed like she was just so adamant about getting other people out when she herself was on the outs that like i don't know wasn't Death looking good for her at the beginning of the episode <laughs> don't come for my lady all right um no i'm just kidding like obviously yeah i was kind of getting those vibes too there was a little too much of like a quick turn to revenge arc and then her just being like i'm chaotic and all over the place i'm like oh is the writing on the wall is this the i can't actually handle the chaos of the merge um but then Jay Maya had one like right after that was even worse. And I'm like, just kidding. I do know who goes home. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I think we also got a little bit of Austin. So this is at, as the merge is happening, I guess. That's yeah. that's the context here. Um, yeah. We get a confessional from Austin where he's like, she took my sandwich. I'm absolutely fine with voting for Jay Maya. <laughs> Every uh, time the sandwich gets referenced, I get irrationally happy, and it is, right. I don't give a exactly. flying fuck about the actual advantage that they got. The absence of a sandwich in Austin's belly is 
infinitely more entertaining to me than that stupid advantage. And I feel like that should really illuminate something to production. Oh, yeah, I would agree with that. And I think I wrote somewhere in my notes like, you know, I'm not really feeling too great about this season as a whole, but like this is a bright point here. I I love the sandwich revenge arc. Absolutely. Um, Just just like this a little bit of pettiness. But I mean, obviously, it's motivated by like he has this advantage where he needs to get rid of those people. But at the same time, I, I want to think it's because they kept him from getting that sandwich. Um, Do you think that as Jay is walking out, I was really hoping the sandwich was going to come up. And I think she was so frazzled and didn't. <laughs> sorry, getting ahead of myself. But man, I hope the thought crossed her head. I really hope it did. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been funny. Uh, we also have a dancing stick bug. Which that was interesting. Sick. Pretty funny, pretty dope. I also really enjoyed that, like they were they're showing. I guess I don't know. It was Drew and maybe Austin, someone Drew and someone else, and they're like talking, and you hear like the rest of the tribe just like chanting or like cheering on the stick bug or something. Yeah. Something's going on at camp that's like interrupting their conversation. That was a nice uh, shot there. I enjoyed Absolutely. that. Totally agree. Um. I think we go to commercial here again. Then they come back. It's more pre-challenge stuff, as always. Um, mm-hmm. My question: Does Sifu ever not have a machete in his hand? I'm a little. I think concerned. he was born with one. He came out of the womb with a machete. I think it grew with him. It's just a natural extension of his limb. Yeah, I feel. Um, I, I also I have a Sifu question. This... Okay. My Sifu question is, do you think Sifu is playing the same game as everyone else? Because I'm not 100% sure Sifu knows like, what he's up to right now. I was going to say, I appreciate that Survivor has given, like, weird kid representation in this cast. <laughs> like, you know, that weird kid from school. That That's just, like, absolutely... The guy who Naruto crazy. ran around? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Um those people that's exactly the nerd you don't want to put in water yes yes well said you know this is the microcosm of society casting that we used to get (laughs) instead of super fan yeah yeah just on some other planet um he he is in that way like i'm trying to like think of who his survivor parallel is and i really can't think of anyone who verbally talks about like playing the game as much as he does, but then does anything but play the game in his actions. I really can't think of an analogous character, which is pretty impressive in like 44 seasons before. This right. Season. It is kind of fresh. But, like in your um, head, you're be going like coach. No, no. Cause eh, coach, coach is was... like at least playing the game. It seems sometimes depended on the day. Sometimes Coach was playing Who Hurt My Feelings last. But, you know, <laughs> we can all do that. Um, yeah, sorry. I don't. You were going to make a point, and I interrupted with my Sifu. Oh, I was just going to go to the next point. We have go Caleb going around, uh, rizzing everyone up. I would uh, get rizzed up by that smile. Ooh, ooh. Catting up everyone, which, you know, not a good look. 
I mean, especially when you're doing it, just bouncing from person to person in front of everybody. Like you could just keep seeing it, like other people in the backgrounds of his one-on-one conversations. I'm like, so you're really not being sneaky about the fact you are talking to every single person one-on-one. I kind of respect it, but it is also very bold when you're potentially an easy target on the merge. Yeah, I would agree. With I mean, that. I we're in a weird know. spot is being like either the strongest people or the weakest people in the game. Like there was really no middle for them, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would imagine that like everyone else is talking to everyone else, but we don't except really Bruce. see that, which was kind of interesting. Except Bruce. No one wanted to talk to Bruce, the pariah. Uh, <laughs> there's your vocabulary word for the day. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, and that's my next point. Bruce is getting a little bit paranoid. Well, maybe not paranoid. Rightfully concerned that no one's talking to him. Um, you know, I, I think that's I just love... kind of how his game is going. He kind of did that to himself. He 100% uh... does it to himself. I love when the guy who's like, yo, so we need to get building shelter right now, you know, and then is like calling out to people like, let's get to work. And then they're like, no one wants to talk to me. I wonder why. <laughs> Maybe it's because you yeah. don't seem like a very fun guy. And then Bruce in his head, I was like, I'm the most fun guy. And it's like, no, you're actually kind of an annoying guy in that way. So <laughs> I don't think he does himself any favors in terms of getting people to want to talk to him. Yeah, it was also interesting. I think we get a confessional from Kelly at this point, and she's like, oh, I hate him so much. I want to vote him out. And we never really saw that much before. I think she said something in one of the the challenges um, that was just like, oh, Bruce, he kind of sucks, whatever. <laughs> it Shut seems up, Bruce. like Bruce but is the kind like, of person where you're, every person he interacts with has like a finite timer with how long they can put up with his shit until they get like violently annoyed. Like Katora's timer was about five milliseconds. Kelly seems like it was about 10 days. Um, yeah. It just seems like everyone has that timer. Like, one by one, every person who at one point talks about, like, being okay with Bruce is like, I need him gone. He's so mm-hmm. annoying. Which is funny. So I hope we get, like, one of those confessionals from every single person this season talking about how annoying Bruce is. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know how that's going to fare for him in the uh, next few episodes. You know, just in terms of where he is strategically and also just like that interpersonal situation that's going on there. It really sounded like the Bellow people want to flip on him. I think Bellow is just like, it's from what we've seen, Bellow is not strong at all. And <laughs> I'm going to call, I'm going to say I called it. I want my points. All right. Last week I went and bitched about how we're hearing all this talk about how the tribe's got to stay strong. And this doesn't seem like a trops. Tribes stay strong season and all this stuff. I'm like, this is so fake. And then today we go into this episode and everyone's only talking about voting out people from their own tribe. Perfect. Right. That's what reality TV is all about. But I was still, I, I was like, I was right. I knew all of last week was bullshit. None of it mattered. I felt good about being right. I mean, I would say that Reba is strong in the fact that they have a four person alliance going on. Uh, yeah. that seems pretty tight, and an actual alliance. In you the know, they also no they also didn't have to vote out anyone um, from the original Reba tribe. So, you know, they're kind of strong in some ways. Um, I mean, but, how long do you want to hold your comment that they haven't voted out anyone from the original Reba tribe? 
<laughs> until today. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, I think we go to the challenge now. I think we do. I okay, only have. So. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, no, no, no. You need to do the whole lead in first. I only have one comment <laughs> on the challenge and it comes later. Okay. Um, so it's the same twist that we've had for the last three seasons, I want to say. Because 41, we had uh, the hourglass. <laughs> 41 and 42 were both hourglass. But they also had Murgatory, Oh, right? yeah, right. Right. They had Murgatory, too, though. Yeah, but it yeah, was yeah. a slightly different thing. We've had this for the last... It was just the sit-out person had hourglass in 41 and 42. Yeah, Versus in the later Rox ones, they, didn't. they just chose a random tribe. Forgot about Roxroy, understandably. <laughs> you know what Roxroy forgot about? He's shot in the dark. All right. Got him. Got him. All right. Uh, so like I said at the beginning of the episode, I really hate this twist. Um, I guess it makes things kind of interesting in some ways. But like everyone should get food. That's that's my big thing. Everyone should get agree. the feast. Everyone should get uh, food. But this was the best iteration of Murgatory yet. Oh, right. yeah, for sure. First two Murgatories, awful. Just terrible. I mean, they were criminal what they did to those people. Like, between the hourglass and then, like, not getting food. Like, all that. You know what I mean? Like, just terrible. And then they finally kind of fixed it by, like, not doing the hourglass. And then the other key to fixing Murgatory was letting everyone vote. Not just the people who lost. That was a good change, right? And finally, the thing that made it more okay for me this time, 13 is an okay number of people to make to say one of you needs to earn the merge still. In a game of 18, just straight up telling 13 people they make the merge is bullshit. Right. So I was more okay with it because of the timing. And I'm like pretty vehemently against early survivor merges, but I will give production kudos that this was a season where it makes sense to early merge, and I think they did well. So... I will I will yeah. lay off the Murgatory hate for one season, but I'm sure I will join back with you on it next season. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's a product of starting with three tribes and not and just doing a swap instead of going to two or the other way around or mm -hmm. it, it's just kind of how the numbers play out. Right. I guess they could have gone to two tribes. They could have gone to that two. They could have kept sense. the three rolling. I mean, there was a lot of things they, they could have gone, gone to. Two. The, yeah. Switch well, we all know they should have gone to two. We're all dying <laughs> for them to go to two, but one day we'll get it. Uh, OK, so at this challenge, they have this huge obstacle course, which kind of seemed a little hellish in some ways. Like. It they're looked just putting bad. they're they're putting these people through the ringer. Uh, Did you see all the bruises and cuts afterwards? I was like, OK, that was a legit challenge. Everyone was hella scraped up after it. Yeah, like I normally don't notice it after a challenge and you could like see it on all of them like jay maya's knee looked like it had been through like a battlefield in one of her confessionals yeah and i feel like now we're kind of seeing a little bit more or like the season feels like the first one where i'm i'm seeing that people are uh being pushed by pushed to the limit by some of the survival aspects of the game i guess maybe from the quits that we've had if don't, I do don't, say don't so. give the quits credit for jack shit, Tim. We cannot allow them to think quitting is good. Yeah. Okay. 
But I will say I, I feel like I've seen more people talking about food. Um, maybe it's just the discourse online as well. A lot of people talking about like, oh, they should at least just give them rice like they used to in the past seasons because like now we're just seeing people laying around camp doing nothing because they have no energy. They have no energy to think. <laughs> um, I thought today. I don't know if episode... I necessarily agree with that. What was that? I thought today's episode was a perfect case in point for why like food rewards are important. You could like visibly see in the second half of the episode like how much more alive the people who went to the merge feast were than the people who didn't. You know? Yeah. And I, yeah, did, I, exactly. I feel like that little, like, as a guy who loved Survivor Africa, notoriously the most, like, everyone just laying around being dead season ever. <laughs> Literally, they're all dying out there. Um, you know, I, in the modern age of Survivor, like, give them some food, give them some energy. It'll make this show more entertaining, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that would be an interesting way to do it instead of, like, Okay, it's uh, we just give him rice or something, maybe just a reward every challenge or something. I don't know, yeah, yeah. So, if you want to like, make it instead of giving it to him, sure, yeah, tie it to the reward every challenge, yep. Um, anyway, uh, so we have two try or two, um, they split off into two groups, and then one person gets left out because we're an odd number. I think that that position is a good one to be in. Like, I would if you love to that, be the person left out. Like, even if you, if you don't have the tribe you choose loses and you're not safe, whatever, you didn't have to go through that dumb challenge. Yep. <laughs> you're not Hard dirty. You're not dirty. Uh, you didn't expend that energy. So, like, I don't, and I don't think anyone's going to, like, target you or something just because you didn't participate in the challenge. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, For the first spot to be in. For the first, like, I, every time that hit, twist has, like, come up where it's, like, pick your tribe, I always pick them. And for the first Murgatory of the New Era, I picked wrong this time. I, I also I, picked I, wrong. I picked red. I, I don't know why, but I was feeling them. You know, my rationale for picking red was normally word puzzles in Survivor are kind of tricky and can take forever. And I looked at that red tribe and I was like, these are some puzzling people. Uh, yep. I, I feel like in the past few episodes, we've seen a lot of those people doing well with the puzzles. Um, That's exactly so that I went with that well. brains over brawn. And uh, then Survivor proceeded to give them the easiest word puzzle ever. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yep. The a first half, it was things. like a little hard. Like uh, maybe the blocks were kind of difficult. As soon as you had the blocks together, I, I missed what like I didn't see it when the challenge was scrolling by, you know? Um, like what the words were, and so when I was looking at the blocks, I w- I got it in probably under five seconds what the words unscrambled. Be. Like <laughs> those are puzzles. Like I enjoy those kind of puzzles, so I do them a lot. That was so stupidly easy, it was insane. All right, so the blue group wins, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of destroy the red tribe in some ways. The red group. Um, just because they had so much extra power, I think. I mean, literally, I feel like the difference was Jay Maya taking 18 years to get through the one thing, the rope thing right at the beginning. That felt like the biggest time loss of all the time losses. You know, she would have made it through if she just took the sandwich. <laughs> True. True. Great point, Tim. Great. 
Yes. And she wouldn't be in this position. <laughs> she genuinely probably might not have been in this position if it weren't for the sandwich. I truly believe. I wonder, I wonder if that's going to come up in her exit interview. I really hope it does. I hope it does, man. I, I think I think Dalton is smart enough to know that this is a question everyone wants to know. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in the next one. Uh, anything really to talk about here at the Sanctuary? A uh, couple names getting thrown out right off the bat. We're getting Jay and Caleb, the people who <laughs> inevitably are the ones uh, at Tribal who get votes. Yeah. Um, I just want to make a point. Like, anytime I see alcohol on Survivor, I'm just like, why would you want to be drinking? <laughs> drinking you're so when you're dehydrated. So depleted. It's got to, like, kill yeah. you the next day. You have to be so hungover the next day. Even if you only have, like, a couple sips. But I just also, don't know how you function after that. Like, you I would get probably drunk be so excited like to have a little fun one. like that that I would probably just be like, fuck it, I'm full sending. The next day is going to be miserable no matter what. <laughs> yeah, probably. I imagine that also does some stuff to you, just, like, eating a bunch of food after, like, on a small stomach. <laughs> yeah. That can't be good sure. either. Um, no. I wanted to ask, did you see that sick transition from the sanctuary? Did you make note of that? I did not. Okay. There's My big like, editing thing, I but, thought the music this week was fire. Sorry, go ahead. The the waves on the beach like went up and then it like came down and it was the <laughs> the other Oh, scene. I'm gonna have to go rewatch it, TBH. That sounds that sounds so good. It was pretty sick. Yeah. Um Okay, so now we're in the post sanctuary part of the episode, post challenge. Oh wait, uh, I did. I didn't actually make the one comment I meant to make at the beginning. Okay, the what did you want to make? Um, credit credit to my gal Kendra, like literally just getting yanked on both ends by like heavy dudes, and she just yeah. pulled the guy up the rock using her leg. I was like, that actually had to hurt like mad. And she hulked it. I mean, good for the guy. I can't remember which guy was climbing up her. He also killed it. But I was impressed by that. Yeah. I was looking at that and I was like, oh, that really can't be good for your legs. <laughs> like, I also, at the same point, I like up your leg doing that. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Kendra dislocates her leg and has to, has to leave the game. Climbing uh, the giant target balls. <laughs> um, still... A better way to go out than falling on wet rocks. All right. Um, I also yeah, really liked when the Red Tribe finally got to the big ball and they were like, who's going up first? And Jake was immediately like, I got this. And then and I think it was Kelly was just like, <laughs> no. <laughs> I just wanted to say that. <laughs> and she was right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Big person is not going to make it up that first. Uh, uh, so my first comment, like post. The sanctuary is why is Kendra so anti Caleb? She hasn't played with him up to this point. I'm kind of shocked that she was just like so like, oh, he's such a huge threat. Whatever. I clocked him from day one, whatever. She wasn't playing with him. How does she know? <laughs> I, I again, I'm going to sound like a homer here. and I'm probably going to keep doing it the rest of the uh, rest of our show. But first off, I think there's two things. Number one. Caleb put a huge target on his back this week with the oh, over. Sure. I think absolutely, absolutely huge. And it's 
Kendra, I think, is someone who's most likely, if she makes it far in this game or potentially wins, it will be entirely through a social game. So what is the biggest threat to her? The other people with good social games, right? Yeah, that's fair. I think point two also, Kendra seems very, like, perceptive, I would say, and social. Like, the the... What is it? The... Sometimes the thing you know is better than the thing you don't know, right? If she's able to do that calculation and say, no one that, that I've played with yet has, has me like that deeply concerned, why would you mm-hmm. not take out your biggest threat? Also, someone she's built no relationship with. I, I actually, I'm going to push back on you. I thought it was a very good call out and a good play. I never said it was a bad play. I was just kind of like, why is oh, she okay. so... <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, like... sorry. Misunderstood. She was like, this is the number one person that I'm going to go for. Um, also a play weakening Emily, too, right? If she knew or if, I'm assuming she kind of supposed those two were allies, that they were the two Luvus left. Oh, yeah. yeah, right. Good point. So, Good point there. A lot of little you things adding up. Here, a little like. different. Was the I impetus. appreciate that. That's what we're here um, to do. Change hearts and change minds. <laughs> uh. Did anything particularly interesting happen here before Tribal? I think it was mostly just kind of, okay, solidifying that it's either Jay or Caleb, right? Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, I Oh, Caleb was scrambling a little bit, and then he was like, oh, Bruce has an idol. That also happened. Mm-hmm. Um, that definitely did. I, you're not an edgic guy, right? You're not like a big fan of like determining winner from edit kind of deal. Am I remembering that right? Uh, I mean, I don't look into it much. I'm, sometimes I see the numbers and I kind of pay attention to it in the episodes. And I'm like, okay, based on what I've seen in these past few seasons, I can see who's going to make it far. Or I have a good feeling about some people okay. who are getting more confessionals. So like... Emily, I'm feeling pretty good that she's making it far. Even if she's like a zero vote finalist or something, like I'm pretty confident in that. Totally agree on the Emily call. But this was like an episode where like micro edit was a huge deal. And I feel like if you're someone who's perceptive of edits, it was so obvious who is going home today. There is no way Caleb, who is one of the two main characters on the season, is a merge boot. It, j- it doesn't happen. It's never happened. It never will happen. The merge boot is always almost always someone you are either neutral or could not care less about. Like at best, you feel neutral about them. So when your options are the person who no one really cares about, who is on the outs and very like eh, versus the guy who's been one of your two main characters throughout the season. It was so painfully obvious to me who was going home that I was shocked they went that direction. With the edit. I think it's interesting that you say that. Um, because for me, when I was watching it, when I was watching Tribal, I was like, "Oh, he's going home. <laughs> he screwed himself." They want you to think. Tribal. They always want you to think that. But then I also looked at my watch, and I'm like, "Oh, there's still ten minutes left after this first <laughs> vote." <laughs> I guess we he's use, not going home. <laughs> we use different context clues, but got to the same result. Let's go to right, right, exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was thinking, like, I thought he was 
was pretty confident he was going home. Maybe before Tribal, I was like, oh, maybe Jay might go home. Uh, at Tribal, I genuinely I can tell you, I did not believe for a second Caleb was going home today. Not for a moment did I think that. Well, good for you, Evan. I know. <laughs> You're so smart. True. No argument um, from me. All right. Do you want to talk about Tribal since we're, we've already talked about it so much? <laughs> oh my gosh. Tim, two people got chippy at Tribal Council. How fun it was, was that? It was so I also fun. Want to say, I want to say everyone looks so clean for Tribal. I didn't notice that. I, I, I noticed that last season as well. I think it's maybe the mud challenge and everyone just like everyone washes up, gets clean clothes, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it seems like that that pre-merge ep- or the merge episode, everyone gets cleaned up and looking nice for tribal. Um, anyway, yeah, it was exciting. People getting a little bit chippy there. Uh, people asking some questions they maybe shouldn't have asked and saying some things they probably shouldn't have said. For real. Um, why would Caleb throw anyone's name out, to be fair? <laughs> I mean, yeah. He was in a tough spot. They basically asked him, like, oh, uh, who's a bigger threat than you? (laughs) Yeah, that, like, I appreciate that he answered that instead of, like, I feel like there's a lot of people who just be like, well, Jeff, I think that everyone's a big threat in in Survivor, and there's no one I'm underestimating, and really, I'm looking at everyone and figure out what's best for my game. That's that's a phrase I can't stand. (laughs) Best for my game is something that needs to be cut from the survivor lexicon. No shit everyone's doing what's best for their game. Or at least what they think is best for their game. Yeah. Yeah, so that move kind of exploded tribal in some ways of him throwing Jay's name out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a very interesting move in the fact that he was like, his argument at this point is like, oh, I'm not a big strategic threat. I'm not really playing that hard. And then he kind of <laughs> shows that he's playing pretty hard by doing something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Um, so, of course, that move kind of sealed his fate with that first vote. Unanimous vote right there. Mm-hmm. Pretty exciting for Survivor. You don't see that very often. Because it's not possible, really. <laughs> In the modern age, it's impossible. There will always be something that stops it, as we saw today. You just The idea that they actually went for a unanimous vote is insane to me. Genuinely insane. How are you one of 12 people who thinks that truly everyone is voting for, what's his name, Caleb? Like, if I'm Emily, I'm absolutely throwing one fucking random vote out there. You know? Yeah. The fact no yeah, one lost a rando anymore. vote is insane. Yeah, with 13 people. 13 people. One of them so. should have tossed a rando vote. I actually, Sifu, like, walked up the confession. I think his quote was like, this vote could change the game. And I really wanted him to just vote for someone, like, totally fucking random that was irrelevant to the episode. Like, he just throws a vote on, like, D or something for no reason. I thought it would have been so funny. And then, like, when the votes were read and it was unanimous, I was like, oh, my gosh, if he just threw a random vote, it actually would have been so funny. I was upset he didn't. (laughs) Yeah, and I guess you brought up that point talking about Emily for a second there. I didn't think about it when I was watching the episode, but I'm thinking about it now. Even she voted for Caleb. That was surprising 
Uh, you didn't want to be on the outs, I think, know. again. I mean, I thought it was pretty obvious that they were working together. It wouldn't have done anything. Yeah. I guess it would have targeted someone. Someone would have been like, who voted for me? Whatever. Um, but like, geez, what's that going to do for her now <laughs> with Caleb? I think her and Caleb will be, will be A-OK. I, I don't think Caleb's going to be fine. Caleb has bigger fish to fry at this point. Caleb, Caleb, Caleb gets game too much to be bothered by a single vote, I think. Especially yeah. when he's got nine others that also came his way. <laughs> yep. Um, but that was also interesting just for her personal game. I don't know if that was best for her game. Shut the fuck up, Tim. You know, Shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> Voting for her shield. Yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I feel like it's part of her arc, right? It was another interesting detail in the story of Emily. The woman who you know, five episodes ago, couldn't not say things to get her in trouble, could not go along with the group for the life of her. Today was, to your point, willing to vote her far and away strongest ally to be with the tribe, right? That's evolution. Yeah. That's an adaptable player. That's that's yep. impressive to me. I, I continue yeah. to be impressed by Emily out there. I'll say it. I would agree with that. Um so do we want to talk about the most shocking part of this episode? Maybe not shocking to you, because you know everything that's going to happen. The shot in the dark. First successful play in, what is it, five to seasons? To be clear, <laughs> I had no clue the shot in the dark play was coming. I thought they were just going to vote J. Maya straight up. But, uh, you know, I still had the conclusion correct. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess that was just pretty exciting. I kind of saw the it. The dark that finally worked and mattered in a huge way. I got the payout. Like th that first shot in the dark that was successful. I can't remember who it was. They like just played it episode one for no reason last season or something like that. It was so boring. Like that one sucked. This one was such a good play. This is the shot in the dark I was waiting for that solidifies this is a solid, like, should remain in the game to me. I like the shot in yeah. the dark a lot. I really like it. You know. I'm anti-advantage or anti-twist. <laughs> Bring me back old school Survivor. Uh, I would say it, it did make for an exciting moment. I don't know if it makes for an exciting moment most of the time. Most of the time it's just like, hey, I'm going home anyway. Uh, right. I feel like that's what I like about it. It's not going right. to work a lot okay. of the time. But you okay. know it's a, it's a tool in the arsenal to be used in a lot of different ways. Because like we've seen that this season with people giving them away and things like that. Like I, I, I just think... It is a tool in the toolbox that feels very palatable, unlike some of these other Austin having to explain what each of his advantages does to both us and his allies every week. Right? That's not yeah. tangible. Shot in the Dark, very tangible. Okay. You've sold me. I agree with you. Uh, anything else we have to say about this tribal post the shot in the dark? You know, there's kind of a live tribal after that, as expected. Some of um, your commentary Emily's today has led me to rethink this position. But one of my thoughts I had while watching the show is that I was like a little again, I felt like it was very clear it was not going to be Caleb just based on like the story arc of the season and where we were at. Um, mm -hmm. And so I was kind of annoyed that they gave us the alternative option because in my mind, OK, then that's obvious who goes home. Whereas if they only gave me Caleb and then Caleb shot in the dark, right? They literally just make it a clusterfuck at the end. I thought that would have been so entertaining. And even if it wasn't the case, like that's one time where I feel like production could have lied to me and I would have liked it, you know? 
Yeah, but then the shot in the dark payoff. Well, it would it would be I just as good. I guess it would have worked. Yeah. Um, I, I think You're I right. think they didn't do that because there are so many live tribal haters out there. In TBH, I am also a live tribal hater, but I feel like a live tribal where your main option is literally immune now that warrants a live tribal, right? This was a good tribal to be a live tribal. There are a lot of bad live tribals, but this one felt warranted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that, and I think it was uh, a good moment there because it you definitely kind of. No, maybe it wasn't a good moment. I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I actually hated it. It was stupid. It was bad. It was terrible. <laughs> it was exciting, but what I was going to say, um, it was exciting, but you did know how it was going to end up. Yeah, like, I don't Especially think that they, boat like, was going towards Emily at all. Um, Jay Maya was over here like, I'll, I'll, I'll get everyone. And then she's just walking around telling people, Emily, Emily, and no one's even listening to her. They're literally like saying her name in front of her. I liked how they yeah. were like still trying to give up any guys that there might be another option when it was so obviously J Maya at that point. Yep. Um anything else about tribal or do we just want to talk about overall how this is going to shape up next week or the arc of the season? What do you want to talk about, Evan? Um anything's on the floor. Anything's on the floor. Well, Anything's on the table. In that case, I did want to. No, I'm just kidding. Um, let's see. Uh, lead me, Tim. Where should we go? You're the you're the calming, steady hand on this show, and I'm the one who drives us oh, off okay. a cliff. So, uh, I was just gonna say, just kind of thinking about Caleb next week. I think he screwed himself a bit, <laughs> quite a bit. He dug himself a pretty deep hole, um, but. Good on him for buying himself at least another tribal. You're not out till you're out, so good on him for that. But like, I think he's got quite a little bit of quite a bit of work to do next week. Yeah, that definitely seems accurate to me. I mean, I feel like I'll look. A lot of people have a lot of work to do this week. Like, there is a four-person alliance, and then there are eight. In <laughs> there's a four-player alliance, a two-player alliance, and then there are six. Just singles floating around out there. yeah um especially because yeah, it just feels like, like old see... bellow is like bursting at the seams right now from everything we saw like, it seems like everyone on old bellow just wanted to vote out old bellow people like pretty much exclusively and somehow yeah. bellow didn't i go think home, it'd be interesting right. to see next week some people pair up with those singles or something I don't mm-hmm. think we've seen much of that aside from like Caleb roping some of those people in. But yeah. I don't know. It seems like a very powerful untapped aspect of the game right now that mm-hmm. people maybe aren't thinking about because they're so petty. <laughs> All right. No one wants to work with Bruce because they just hate him. Uh, yeah. So I, I think that's something that I'd like to see a little bit more next week. Maybe we just see like this misfit alliance come together or something or maybe people are like oh there's this reba four over here we gotta take them out um yeah so they gotta pair up and do that um if you had to say like a final five maybe like right now do you have any like clear people who you think are making it far in this game versus people you think are gone in like the next episode or two uh that's always hard for me to predict. Uh 
I feel like Emily's going pretty far, as I said before. I completely agree with that one. Yep, she's on my. She's on my. Would be shocked if she's not in the final five at this point. Actually, I'd like to see Austin go pretty far. He, I think he will be far as well. Yep, he's on my list for final five. Actually, to be honest, I, I mean, feel I... like it's there's a very clear divide between people we've seen so much in the edit and seem like they're playing well or at least playing the game and people who are just like exist <laughs> i don't know like there it seems like there's very clear main characters of the season i completely agree there's like there's a group of heads and there's a group of secondaries you know um i think other people on my i feel like d d has really just kind of impressed me she's been around yeah. aware very kind of in the know i think making for the most part, pretty good plays. I think she'll keep going far. Um, I think her right. and Austin seem like the two that will make it out of that alliance to me. I don't know why I'm picking those two, but it just feels right. No, I absolutely um, agree. And I think, I think, uh, is it? Gosh, I'm so bad. The nurse, Kaylee or Kelly? Kelly, yeah. Kelly, yeah. I think Kelly is also is gonna like be in my final five. Yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment. I think, I mean, you never know because some of these people, it might be like, oh, they're big threats. Uh, we got to take, take them out or something. Um, and the yeah. edit kind of flips. And then the people we haven't seen so much have suddenly become part of this bigger picture. Um, yeah. So it's always hard to predict. But like you said, like, I think, I think Kelly is there. D is there. Uh, Austin's probably there. Emily. Drew is probably um, there. I just feel like Drew's going to get himself caught at some point. He's I would agree stupid. with that. Yeah. They're just setting up uh, the Drew doing something stupid story. Because, like, I think a lot of his confessions about him being in control and being smart are actually, like, seem accurate for the current state of the game. But it just screams this guy's going to do something dumb and get himself booted. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't think... um I don't think the moves he's made so he's made so far have been great. I think he's just been a pretty good like. Uh, I think he's been very perceptive, perceptive. He's been in the Ronald ways. Reagan of this game. <laughs> Might not be the best player on his own. He's just kind of picked a good group to go with, and it's working out for him. Yeah, you know? yeah, I would agree with that. Um, as for everyone else. The Sifus, the Julies, Bruce, Katura, uh, is that Jake, the Boston guy? Man, my winner pick. I want to root for him. He's just, his his arc is not right to be a winner, I don't think. No. It's been mostly like little quips and funny things, and I very much appreciate what he's added to this season. It just doesn't scream winning to me, you know? So that's why I'm kind of a little yeah. off that train. Yeah, and, and everyone I've said is just like, I feel like those people just from what we've seen they've been very present and they're giving me winner vibes so yep. i don't necessarily think those people might go far like as as a group <laughs> but i think yep. those individually they have the best shot of winning the game i i think there's going to be some shakeups whatever and some of those people i said that we haven't seen so much are going to go further um and we'll see a bit more of them later. But yeah, that's just kind of how I'm feeling right now. I 
Overall, with the season, I'm still not really feeling the cast that much. I think this episode was pretty was good. Um, I'm liking Austin and his sandwich arc, but you know, this season again, I've said it every week. It's very hit and miss each episode. This episode, I feel really good about. I really liked, and it gives me a lot of hope. I think next week they're going to hit us with some more garbage, and that's kind of been the pattern of this season. Every other episode, or you know. Swapping pretty rapidly back and forth between, okay, nice, and that was fucking awful, you know? I don't think I would say that it alternates. Like, I like this episode, and I like the second episode. And I think those two episodes stood out to me, and all the rest have just been, like, mediocre or bad. (laughs) I I liked two, four, and six. So for me, it really has been every other, as I'm looking at my notes from the past episodes. Three and five were really terrible in particular, but, um, yeah, no, it's just, I can really see this season going either way. I could, I could genuinely see this being a great post merge that really kind of redeems this season and makes it a lot better. I could also see it just being totally boring. I have no clue. Yeah. And that's the, I mean, (laughs) give me one final one. What is your one wish for the rest of the season? My one wish. Yeah, the thing, something that's going to happen this season that will make you happy. <laughs> I can go first what if, if you like. What I've if it's something that. that I can guarantee will happen? Then will it make you happy? Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see the auction at some point later this season, and I think oh, yeah, nice. that it's coming. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I, I actually forgot about that. That's a great reminder. That is exciting. I, uh, I have what two. What is your your wishes I have it's really hard for me to choose like just one so i'm gonna say i'm both my honorable mention is go, gonna go to i need the katura bruce storyline to culminate i need a <laughs> final battle i need to be between those two and i need them to go at it um, that's my honorable mention my number one this is i feel like very predictable based on what i've talked about the last two weeks i want austin at the final tribal council to make his entire <laughs> shtick about the sandwich Gabler was the Ala Gabler, right? Um, um, Jam Jam was the guy who held the chaos together, right? Each of our winners in the new eras really just kind of like dubbed themselves something. And I want Austin to be the revenge guy. You know, I want the sandwich arc to really actually culminate. I don't know if it'll win it for him, but I want that to be how it ends. Yeah, I that would be fun to see. I would just say A very general, optimistic I'd like. But I'd like to see more from Austin and more gameplay. Uh, more he's very strategy. fun. I, I, I'm like he's a fun him, guy. He's fun. He's also our local guy. I mean, I don't oh, think he's he? originally from Chicago, but I think he's a he's a U Chicago grad student, like Xander oh. was. Okay, I did not know that. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. Uh, I hate him now. <laughs> you, know what, you know what's gonna die. kill you even? You know what's gonna kill you even more? I think he cool. went to Purdue undergrad. <laughs> I, I respect that part. Uh, Purdue's way better than you, Chicago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I All like right. Um, Yeah, but I like him so far, and I want to see him go far and maybe group up with some other people than Drew in this four-person alliance. Maybe break out of it and see that it's not viable. <laughs> um, Do we know it's not viable? I mean, it seems... What was that? Do we know it's not mo- Do we know it's not viable? At this point, it seems like it's working for him. 
Yeah, I, I'm but, gonna, I don't know if I would agree it's not viable. I think a four-person alliance in a recent game where it's all been a shit fest could be very good. I'm saying it can sometimes be more exciting if you break out and branch out and work with different people. <laughs> it can be, but at the same time, we haven't had... I, I guess we had the three-person alliance last year. But we haven't had a dominating alliance, and if this group can just kind of, like, fuck everyone, I think that'd be pretty funny. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I'm not but I'm yeah. not there for the two-person alliance. I know we both don't really care for Drew, so... Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying I like to see him work with other people, because okay. all the time it's always, like, him and Drew. Yeah, that's, that's valid. All right, all right. I got Maybe nothing else. Rope Emily into the mix. I don't know. Yeah, there we go. That would be good. Emily, Caleb, Austin, I'd be down for that. All right. I think we've said enough. We'll be back next week with another episode of Buffs and Blindsides. Uh, thanks for listening. Peace.